You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ahmed Munawar. And this week on Forecast, we're going to take a look at how to conduct a quarterly marketing review. If you're not in the habit of reviewing your marketing activities and your results on at least a quarterly basis, then over the next few lessons, I'm going to explain why you should be in the habit of doing so, the benefits that you'll get from doing a review like this, and I'll walk you through a process to help you conduct the review and figure out what your next steps should be. Now, before we dive in, as always, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, that's something you're going to want to check out right now. You can head over to 5leadgen.com to get immediate access to the five videos inside the free crash course. Now, this course is not about tactics. It's not about platforms. It's not about the latest marketing fad. It's about a real world strategy that you can use to generate new business now and into the future. So head over to 5leadgen.com and you can spell out five or use the number either one works to get immediate access to the videos. So with that, let's dive into today's topic. The first question that comes up here whenever we talk about doing any kind of a quarterly review process is, why do I need to do this? Why is doing a quarterly review important? Now, at the time of the release of this episode, we're going to be in early April. So Q1 has officially passed. We've done three months of the year. 25% of the year is now behind you. And the question that you should be asking yourself, and this is really the essence or the core of the quarterly review is what did you get done in Q1? Are you 25% towards your goal for the year? Now, to even begin to answer that question, you need to have a sense of what your annual goals are, what you want to achieve this year in 2017. If you don't have a sense of what you want to achieve in the year, then if I ask you, are you on track? Did Q1 go well? Are you 25% of the way there? You really have no way to answer me. And if that's your situation, then let this be a reminder. Q1 is over. 25% of the year is over. So if you're still kind of getting over your your holiday hangover, it's time to get things in gear because you've only got 75% of the year left. And if you haven't taken the time yet, ideally early in January, if not end of December, to sit down and make an annual plan, which is as simple as writing down your goals for the year. What are your business goals? What do you want to achieve? Where do you want revenue to be? How many new clients do you want to attract in the year? then now's a good time to do it. Q2 is better than never. And if you did take the important step of writing down and documenting your annual goals, then now is a good time to assess whether or not you're on track. The quarterly review is really a signpost along the way. It's a way of measuring your progress. Now that Q1 is over, am I on track with the goals that I set for myself at the beginning of the year? And it's a really critical process because the last thing that you want is to keep doing the same things over and over and over again without realizing whether or not they're actually working. And if you don't do this quarterly review, then you're never really taking the time to really reflect and to think about whether what you're currently doing is driving results. You want to find that out now as opposed to in Q3 or Q4 when it's already too late. 
So now let's dive into the quarterly review process. It all begins by taking stock of what happened last quarter to do a review of quarter one and to look at the results you got, uh, the activities and the tactics that you employed and how effective those activities were. Now, from a marketing perspective, the best way to approach this review is by taking a look at your marketing and sales funnel. Again, we've covered the funnel on the show in the past. If you missed it, you can go to forecast.fm slash funnel, where you'll get our entire tutorial on how to build a marketing funnel for your firm. But just to quickly recap, there are three stages to the marketing funnel. Stage one is attraction. That's the top of the funnel. That's where you're attracting leads into your funnel. Stage two is retention. That's kind of the engagement stage. Now that you've attracted leads into the funnel and they've discovered you, they've become more familiar with you and getting to know you, now you're engaging them in the retention stage and building a relationship and building trust and credibility. And finally, stage three of the funnel is conversion, where you're taking all of that trust, all of that credibility, that expertise, that authority that you've worked so hard to develop, and you're turning that into real lasting client relationships. So now when you do your quarterly review, I want you to take a look at your funnel and I want you to start assigning numbers to each stage of the funnel. So in Q1, how did you do in the attraction stage? How many new leads did you bring into the funnel? How many new leads did you attract or discover? And in Q1, how did you do in the retention stage of the funnel? So how many people are in that middle of the funnel where you know, they've discovered you, they've met you, they've found you, but they're not quite ready to buy, but they're still engaged. You know, they're reading your emails, they're reading your LinkedIn posts, they're, they're in your pipeline in some shape or form. And finally, how did you do in the conversion stage of the funnel? How many of those retention stage leads and prospects did you manage to convert into paying clients? So I want you to go ahead and assign numbers to each of these. And don't just think of this as some kind of mental exercise because you'll probably end up <laughs> painting a mental picture that's much more rosy than it actually is. You have to put numbers down on paper at each stage of the funnel because ultimately the numbers don't lie. Now, I don't really care how formal you choose to be with this process. You know, if you've got a team, if you've got partners that you work with, then certainly you want to be a little bit more formal, put this in a spreadsheet, put some documentation around it. That's fine if you're open to doing that. But I don't really care how formal it is. I don't care if it's on the back of a napkin. You have to put some kind of numbers on paper and associate them with each stage of the funnel to do this right. And if you do that, then what you'll find is that your immediate challenge, your immediate problem, the thing that's holding you back right now will become crystal clear. And typically you'll find that your problem will boil down to one of the following three scenarios. The first scenario is that you don't have enough leads, and this is definitely the most common scenario. So you're doing a bunch of stuff, you know, you're doing some attraction stuff, some retention stuff, some conversion stuff, and you've got some leads and some of them are converting into clients, but ultimately you don't have enough people coming in at the top of the funnel to convert a percentage of them into paying clients. Now, we talked about this quite a bit in the previous series on sales and business development, where we talked about how people like to focus on the importance of closing a deal and they like to work on their closing skills and they like to throw around mantras like always be closing. But the truth is, if you're not opening enough sales conversations, then you won't be able to close them. And that's really what the attraction stage of the funnel is all about. It's opening those conversations, opening those relationships, having more people discover you so that you'll have more people to then convert into clients. The second scenario might be that you've got a good number of leads, but they're not really engaging with you. They're not really 
connecting with you. They're discovering with you and they're kind of then bouncing away. So once they first meet you or they first discover you or they find your website or they find your LinkedIn post or they get on your email list, it's a really short-lived exchange before they realize that there's really not much there for them. And the third possible scenario here is that you've got a good number of leads coming in and they're actually quite engaged. They're actually quite interested. They're actually you know, engaging in a conversation with you at some level, but you're just not able to close enough of them into clients. Now, hopefully you can see why this exercise of reviewing your marketing funnel results for the previous quarter is very powerful because those three scenarios are very different scenarios. Those are very different problems to have. So the very first step of doing this quarterly review and ultimately mapping out an action plan for the next quarter is to figure out what is your biggest problem? Which of these three scenarios most accurately describes where you're currently at? Do you have a problem with leads in the attraction stage? Do you have a problem with engagement in the retention stage? Or do you have a problem with closing deals in the conversion stage? Now you might be thinking, well, actually I have all those problems and you very well might, and that's not uncommon. I'm not expecting you to have a perfectly functioning marketing funnel in two of the three stages with only one problem to solve. But even if you have gaps at every stage of the funnel, there's probably one particular stage that is the biggest problem right now. So your job at this stage is to pick that one problem. What is the biggest problem right now that is holding you back, that is clogging up your funnel and preventing you from closing the deals that you need to close? So I'm going to leave you with that. All I want you to do after this lesson is think about what is your one big marketing problem? Is it an attraction stage problem where you need to generate more leads to bring them into your funnel? Is it a retention stage problem where you need to engage and interact with your prospects more effectively? Or is it a conversion stage funnel where you need to figure out how to convert more of that interest, more of that awareness into paying clients? And then coming up in the next lesson in the series, we're going to look at how to take that one big problem and come up with an action plan to tackle that problem in the next quarter. Now, if you prefer to follow these lessons on the podcast, then that's great. You should see the next lesson in this series show up in your feed in a couple of days. And if you're not yet subscribed to the podcast, now's a pretty good time to do that. You can head over to iTunes or your podcast player of choice, search for forecast marketing click on the show and hit subscribe, and then you'll see all of our latest episodes show up right there in your feed. But if you want to skip ahead and get access to the entire series on the quarterly marketing review, you can head over to our website at forecast.fm slash quarter to get access to the entire series. That's forecast.fm slash quarter. Thanks for listening and tune in next time. Mm -hmm.